So we are doing chapter 14, Ratanji's meeting with Sai. My obeisance to Sri Ganesh, to Sri Saraswati, to Sri Guru Maharaj, to the family deity, to Sri Ramchandra, my most humble obeisance, I bow in reverence to the most venerable Guru Sri Sainath. Glory to you, O Sainath, greatest among the saints. Hail to you, O compassionate one, laden with virtue and excellence and of a constant, unchanging nature. O Supreme Spirit, O boundless, faultless one, glory to you. Out of compassion for your devotee and mindful of things which are inconceivable to them, you appear to the devotee under different guises to help them overcome obstacles. Baba was also a divine incarnation who appeared to uplift the lowly and meek and to destroy the vicious, uncontrollable demons or evil desires in the devotee. All those who came from his darshan had a pure mind, drank deeply of blissful self-realization. Their hearts overflowed with joy and they swayed to the rapture of love and devotion. On the feet of Sai Samar, the most virtuous one, I, a lowly, poor, meek creature, prostrates humbly in obeisance. I now continue from the previous story where I had narrated how a devotee suffering from malaria was cured when the black dog ate curd and rice. How a dangerous disease cholera disappeared by his raising the index finger by giving Taran to drink and roasted peanuts to eat. Similarly, how the colic of one, earache of another and severe tuberculosis of yet another was destroyed merely by Sai's darshan. How by Sai's grace, Bhimaji enjoyed peace and happiness and how he surrendered with gratitude to Sai even afterwards. Equally novel is the present incident and as unique a miracle as the earlier ones. Knowing too well how eagerly interested the listeners are, I shall now narrate it. If the listeners are not attentive, how will the narrator be inspired? How will the narration excel? How will it be infused with life and spirit? And then, what can the narrator do? For he is totally in the power of his audience. They are his main support, through whose response the narration gains in spirit and beauty. The life of a saint, that this is, it is naturally fascinating from within and without. For his way of life, his food habits, movements, behavior, everything is charming and even his casual utterances are full of sweetness. Indeed, this is not a mere life story, but it is life-supporting water of self-rejoicing, which the all-merciful Sai Maharaj had showered lovingly on his devotee as a means of remembering him. Speaking about how one should conduct oneself worthily in the worldly life, he actually showed that the path of renunciation, such a true, such truly are these stories of saints, which deal with both worldly and spiritual life. Their purpose must be that one should be happy in the world life, worldly life and yet be always alert and wakeful about one's spiritual welfare, so that the purpose of the human birth is fulfilled. It is only on the strength of the greatest merit accumulated in the past birth that a beings get human frame, quite unexpectedly, to add to it when he also attains spiritual progress, it is a rare good fortune. But he who will not make the best of this opportunity makes himself a senseless burden on this earth. How is his joy in living any different from that of an animal? Such a man is truly an animal without a tail and horns, who knows nothing else but eating, sleeping, fear and copulation. Now, in uh, what, <laughs> what happens is, in the first place, when the Sadguru is giving his teachings or giving his understandings to the devotees, they are spiritual understandings meant for the material. Understand this. They are meant for the material-minded people. These are spiritual understandings meant for the material. Now let us say for example, if you are knowing English and if I am teaching Spanish, that means you are going to learn Spanish, isn't it? But you know English. So what do you do is you start correlating words over here two words over there. Try to correlate. What happens to the material-minded people? They start correlating the two. Most of the time, the words may sound similar, but they are not. They look different. You know, they actually mean different also, sometimes. It is for this reason, the continuous 
no knowledge is necessary that means you have to keep on going you have to keep on continuing the same thing again and again and again it is like in school you must have been told you know to buy heart a poetry if you did it once you think you would buy heart it no you don't so the second time the third time then we do rehearsals you know like like even in we keep on doing those rehearsals time and again time and again till finally we start understanding them again understanding doesn't mean we are by hearting it but we are not understanding the words most of the time we don't even understand what we are saying it is like just imagine you know if somebody gives me a a, a tamil song to sing okay apde pode 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 mere ko kya malum pode kya hai aur apde pode kya hai wala no i will not understand but i can emulate the, the person who is singing okay i can i can start singing like him okay i have many a times we have sung songs without even knowing what they mean <laughs> and later on somebody will point out you know what you are saying okay i don't know oh the kolavari di kolavari di abhi apne ko kya malum kolavari di kya cheez hai lekin bolne ke liye zarur bolte the so in the same way spiritual talk is exactly like this the guru says some words you are using your intellect to try to understand him it is never understood because you are using your material mind to understand spiritual topics so what the guru does is he tries to explain very slowly simply by examples and he keeps on putting it again and again and again in front of the person the spiritual perfection doesn't happen so easily the way it happens in like the way it's supposed to happen so what do they do they say to some some people they will not even use anything that they have no brains no intellect nothing 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 they will just sit over there and just look at that side <laughs> that devotee is basically like a devotee they will just keep on looking what happens after some time is they start becoming like him okay latu maharaj is a very good example latu maharaj never understood a word because he was some third standard fourth standard or something like that he was passed so when he was sitting in front of ramkrishna paramahansa ramkrishna paramahansa was saying some words even ramkrishna paramahansa was not an educated person but yet his words were very profound latu never understood a word of what he was saying he would just look at him and any time he said okay get me this get me that he would do that but reaching the say state of self realization was in the guru's hands so he could give him realization just because of becoming a devotee that's it so sometimes it appears that you can just be a devotee even if you don't understand anything from adam really does not matter you may just sit over there <laughs> just keep on staring does not matter at all okay so this is the, the way in which teachings are given you have to understand oh how great is the significance of human birth it is only through this devotion and worship of god and the attainment of four muktis is possible so it's alone uh, through it alone will come self realization like a streak of lightning in the clouds in this worldly life fleeting and transitory even a moment of happiness is rare to people here who are devoured by the fate fear of the serpent of death father and mother brother and sister wife son daughter and uncle they are all come together momentarily as floating logs of wood in the mainstream of water or river one moment they seem to come together but are thrown apart in the next moment by the surging waves and once the parting comes never again will be will the setting be the same as before he who has not achieved his spiritual welfare in this world has made his mother suffer his birth pangs in vain and unless he surrenders himself at the feet of the saints his life is a total waste the moment a creature is born he begins his journey towards death so he who believes that death will not come today or wait until tomorrow or the day after is only deluding himself let not the thought of death be away from your mind after all this physical body is but a fodder for death such is the characteristics of worldly life hence the alert 
he who enters into worldly transactions with discrimination and wisdom will make spiritual progress effortlessly therefore in worldly matters there should be no slackness or indolence regarding the fourfold objective of human life there should be no there should be no disinterest or unconcern those who listen to sai story with love will attain the most excellent thing in life the devotion to sai will grow and the great treasure of happiness will be theirs those who love sai deeply will be reminded of sai's lotus feet as every step by the collection of stories this story is an expression of words of what is inexpressible and experienced through the senses of what is beyond the senses and hence however deeply you may drink of these nectar sweet stories there is no satiety now here in this what he says and about death this is very very particular you should what happens is we are always thinking that death ah, i still have got another 30 years 40 years 100 years to live we always think like this we never say you know i will die just now or i will die tomorrow so we keep on postponing everything we keep on postponing and postponing you know but the only thing that we don't postpone is what you know if we have to pay tax we don't want to postpone <laughs> if we have to pay some electricity bill we don't postpone we don't want to postpone any of these stupid things in this material world but whereas uh, death is concerned oh i'll see tomorrow some work you have i'll see tomorrow day after tomorrow after that as if the death is going to wait for you so you always have to understand this death can strike any minute when uh, even in my case what happened was very strange i was told by by my doctor that whatever that you are suffering from he started firing kalpana oh he said started telling her what do you think this fellow is going to live forever or what uska batti aaj hi band ho sakta hai tumko akal nahi hai itna i said what is wrong with you so he said no you don't understand you see what you are having that switch can switch you know can come on any day and the day i started understanding this actually i got admitted and all then i started understanding this i knew that every day i have to do what i got to do i cannot delay it i cannot postpone it you cannot keep it for tomorrow you cannot keep it for day after tomorrow you don't even know whether tomorrow exists or no so the first thing that you got to do is to start moving towards this spiritual way of yours which is emancipation you have to start doing what is necessary there is no time to waste so going towards spiritual knowledge is very very important all right inconceivable are the leelas of the saints indescribable is their greatness who has the power to describe them adequately in words and as these tales fall on the ears all the while sai will always will also come always before the eyes he will thus remain in the mind in thought and meditation and in memory day and night waking and in dreams sitting sleeping or eating he will appear to you and will always be with you wherever you may come or go in the crowds or in the forest when he has thus become the object of deep contemplation your mind will enter into the state of unmani and when this happens every day your mind will merge with the universal consciousness a unmani is a state which is prior to samadhi basically it's a type of a samadhi we should not even call it samadhi now it is like it's a no mind status no mind status the mind is eradicated it's like as if it is you have removed it from there a no mind status is a desireless state a desireless state there is no desires of any kind i want to do this i want to do that that is gone after that you have entered a state of placidity a complete zero zero point in there there's nothing there i don't know what to do where am i i don't know where i am this state you will find that this state appears to you when your spiritual fervor grows the spiritual fervor when it starts growing you don't know what is happening to you suddenly you will find that you are sitting for no rhyme or reason you will suddenly crying you are suddenly laughing you are suddenly jumping you are suddenly shouting you don't even know why you are doing all these things it is so peculiar that let us say something even the word ka for krishna is coming over there and you start thinking oh my god i'm going mad i'm going mad i'm going mad it becomes like that or somebody you know somewhere something some flute some musical instrument is playing it reminds you ping like that 
and you go in that direction and suddenly you are lost there and you don't know and you think you are you are now that uh, you know completely lost there so this kind of state where your mind becomes zero there is nothing there you are lost in the divine you are crying for no rhyme or reason or you are laughing for no rhyme or reason or you are just just sitting there stunned literally like this you know as if you are lost this is a state this is a state which is very important this is a state where which is leading us to higher planes higher so when this happens every day your mind will merge with the universal consciousness every day the state of unmani can happen it's a, it's like an ongoing thing tak 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 every day it keeps on happening and every day you may sit like that sometimes it is going to last for 1 minute sometimes it may last for 10 minutes you don't know whether it is 1 minute or 10 minutes suddenly you are think you are gone somewhere you don't even know suddenly you may be sitting there for half an hour your tea glass or whatever coffee that you are drinking is like this only as if you know you have seen uh, my mother watching tv Her, if if her, if her, if the gas is like this na the villain is coming to beat that somebody and ah like that frozen in space like that you know <laughs> in our world you are frozen in space like this only <laughs> this is a state of unmani you don't even know why it is happening uh, faith and devotion are like a feast of shira puri now please understand shira puri very nice okay <laughs> okay we will go to the earlier line but now listen us let us begin the story referred to as the end of the last chapter listen to it with respect to listeners faith and devotion are like a feast of shira puri shira puri puri you know luchi ramkrishna parmanse also used to say luchi luchi so here also luchi is there by the way luchi in marathi is a very dirty word one who is a cheat a woman cheat is called a luchi <laughs> okay the more you eat the more you want and even when you eat it is to a full capacity yet there can never be complete satiety just imagine god sira i know there are some people here who will not like god sira but you keep on eating god sira and there is no full stop button there you just want to keep on eating and eating i mean <laughs> it's like that sira puri both these things are very delicious okay so now listeners if you listen attentively to this second story you will be convinced of the great significance of such saints darshan outwardly baba seemed to do nothing he did not even leave his seat to go anywhere but sitting in one place he knew everything and gave proof of it to all the people brahma or sat which is in our bodies is also present equally in the entire universe always remember this and consecrate your body in god's service know that he who has surrendered to brahma will see only oneness in all and he who believes in duality will be caught up in the chain of birth and death the intellect that firmly establishes duality is truly ignorance itself the mind is purified by coming into contact with the guru because of him comes the attainment of the state of self realization and this is what i was explaining you know in the beginning release from such ignorance is in itself the realization of oneness of all things how can there be a state of complete oneness if there is even a trace of duality in the mind the moment the duality exists what is the meaning of the word duality duality means two isn't it one and two one is me second is my divine self Oh my God! There are two of you then. I didn't know that. So imagine bottle of Coke and Coke, two separate fellows. No, the Coke is in the bottle. Is that is it? So just imagine the. This is called duality. You, you believe you know the body. I am the body and the soul is somebody else. No, no, no. That is duality. And when duality exists. understand your will is not there no no can't go anywhere then there is no surrender there is no faith there is nothing you are believing in your body oh my god i am hurting oh this one said something to me that one said something to me you are just keeping on saying these words and they are going to hurt you and that is the reason why duality exists so how can there be a state of complete oneness if even there trace of duality so much also of duality in the mind for brahma etc right down to the immovable things in the universe whatever exists exhibits a different property from the brahma appears as not brahma to the indiscriminating mind although it is really brahma from every angle everything is the self alone everything everything there is nothing different than brahma everything is brahma but we keep on making the difference i am separate than the brahma 
we think i is the body and i am somebody else and this body has got one soul and brahma is separate god is separate sorry that is not how you have to see that which by its very nature the most profound knowledge of every sort has no place for duties of worldly life has wiped out all traces of name and form that indeed is brahma without appendages or parts because of his natural tendency to consider itself as different from brahma and from the blunders arising out of ignorance temptation etc the mind is thus distracted by the illusion of duality becomes calm and peaceful as it attains the knowledge of this oneness it's our natural tendency to think of ourselves separate from everything so we think i am separate god is separate everything is separate this is not what you should always keep on doing first start with the process of this one one inside one i am that divine consciousness i am not sureshra i am not padma i am not raj i am not brito so don't say that if you say then this is separation separation makes you get out of brahma then you think brahma is separate i am separate so both these things appear separate separate all the time so because of the natural tendency this is our natural tendency you have to understand this is how we are always built okay he who does not feel that i am different people are different who see the world as one filled with the one and the same spirit he find nothing that is separate from himself to regard name form doing of actions as obstacles to give up altogether any idea of duality is itself to become brahma i alone am there is no place where i am not i pervade in all the ten directions nothing exists apart from me hold fast to this one idea this is one idea you should always hold fast understand it's not like that but understanding is like this i am the one so from tomorrow I, you, you will say i am the one krishna i am the one okay <laughs> i you resign from this position i will come and take your position <laughs> so something like that okay from tomorrow you are calling yourself that so <laughs> so this is thinking of yourself as him is just an idea on which it is based on is just a way of thinking okay i alone am man there is not a place where i am not i pervade in all directions ten direction nothing exists apart from me hold fast to this one idea thrust aside maya that deludes bearing in mind that there is nothing that is separate from me concentrate your thought on the self listeners might naturally ask how this duality arises at all brahma is the object of knowledge while the being is one who tries to get this knowledge but by what means then can this feeling of duality be removed even the slightest trace of duality in the mind will destroy the complete oneness and at once give rise to the sense of differentiation which becomes the cause of birth and death so it is like this i have been asked this question many a times are the gopis different than krishna no they are not krishna gopi one and the same but the moment they assume that they are different they become different they have to become different so for that not to happen the oneness of the feeling has to be always there then everything will be seen in the right perspective but the moment you think of yourself as separate from god finished gone when the darkness of ignorance is dispelled the whole creation seems to dissolve and the vision of filled with oneness of the self with everything else the illusion of duality disappears at once when pure water is mixed with pure water it becomes one what is it that before and what it has become now appears as inseparable without a trace of difference so if you consider now think about yourself as purity itself you are that divine being who is pure who is full of effulgence who is full of grandeur now when you are that that god is also like that isn't it so when you and he are one and the same water pure water pure water mixed together what happens you cannot make out which is the earlier one and which is the later one everything is one and the same so logs of wood differ in all shapes but as the fire they are indistinguishable is this distinguishable whatever okay distinguishable those lose their separateness their shapes merging into one mass as fire similarly the knowledge of the oneness of the atma needs no other proof the atma dwells in all living creatures but is always without a form false conflicting notions cause delusions in the mind all the time and hence the mind is always agitated by experiencing the suffering of birth and death 
he who has overcome the obstacle of name, form, etc., and has attained to the state of God realization, is a siddha, unharmed by Maya and always self-absorbed. Sri Sai is such a state personified. Blessed, blessed are those who are fortunate to have his darshan. The moon seems to be in the water, but is really outside. So are also the saints who appear to be surrounded by the devotees, but are inwardly detached. Even in the midst of devotees, they have attachments nowhere. The minds are absorbed in the self and nothing else appears before their vision. Such are the great sadhus and saints through whose words God himself speaks. For them, nothing is unattainable, nothing unknown. There are innumerable gurus and shishyas in this world who have taken spiritual instruction. But rare indeed is the guru he gives actual experience along with knowledge. That is the reason why you know, every any person who comes, I, you have to ensure that if you don't get any experience of any kind of oneness, then there is no point in staying with that person at all. So the guru needs, see it is like this. Don't think that from tomorrow onwards your eyes are going to turn blue and you are going to look like oh Babaji and all that. No, nothing like that is going to happen. A very tiny experience happens. Now you will find that experience of this tuberculosis, this, that, you have read so many things. This is nothing but telling you the divinity of that, the divinity in what. So it is just a glimpse. The glimpse comes and goes away. The glimpse comes and goes away. Sometimes our doubts are cannot be assailed. Sometimes the doubts are so strong, you know, keep on wondering, oh, is this the person or not the person? No. At such point in time, you need to get an experience. Experience is a must. Without experience, you are not going to have oneness. So, experience is a must. It may be the silliest of the experience. The silliest of the experience means, suppose you are trying to book a ticket. It is not there. And you say, you know, can I get a ticket? I would be very happy if I can get one. And suddenly out of the blue, somebody comes and gives a ticket in your hand and says, oh, yeah, take it. So at that point in time, what is it that has made it? It is nothing but faith to increase your faith in that divine being that thing has happened. Understand this. So, but enough now of this preload. Let us proceed with the main story, whereby my listeners who are full of eager anticipation may be enriched by what they hear. At another city in the Nizam's kingdom, there lived a Parsi merchant who was very religious and well-loving among the people. His name was Ratanji. He had abundant wealth and extensive property, carriages, horse, farms, woodlands. His doors were always open to all and from where no one would ever bend, went back spurned. Though outwardly he was immersed in his way, in the ocean of joy, day and night, inwardly his mind was helmed in all the time by the alligator of great worry. It is a divine law that no one can enjoy pure unalloyed happiness. To some, it may be one thing. To another, it's another. Another, each one has some sorrow or longing. One may say, I alone am great in all my prosperity and opulence, and puffed up with empty pride, may begin to walk on the wrong path. But it seems quite clear that least an evil eye be cast on the faultless perfect one. God himself leaves him with a slight blemish, just as the mother smears a little black lamp with her finger on the child's cheek to protect him from the evil eye. Sometimes, you know, we have done this to our own children. Those who have children will know. We take that little kajal and we'll put somewhere ting like that. Oh, you must have seen, no? Huh? najar na lag jai. Twink, you'll do like that. karte karte hain. najar lagne ke liye karte so this is nothing but it, that's that's a little black dot that is done. So many a times, you know, again, uh, we have some very big things that can happen to us. Huge karmas, huge karmas. And those huge karmas have a way of getting out. And those karmas could be very, can lead us into completely a very disturbed state. So when you have surrendered to the Guru, what he does is, he takes away 90% of that credit, he will pull it away from you. Only 10% is left behind so that you don't feel too much. But you have to go through it. You understand? Oh, there is a very beautiful story of my own grandmother. My grandmother, no, she was pregnant with the first child and she had gone to Shirdi. And what happened was, now she was in the 8th month or something like that. And what happened was, everybody left her in the room and then they went for darshan. She couldn't walk too much. 
So what happened? She was sleeping in the room. They had locked her from outside. Early morning, kakadarti, everybody had gone. She is sitting, sleeping inside, and suddenly her pain started. And there was the place was locked, and she was a frail woman. And now, what do you do? You can't call out. You are feeling all the pain and this and that. The only thing that she could say is Baba, 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 Baba. She just started saying Baba and Baba and Baba. Suddenly, it so happened. That she found, you know, have you seen the Maradona? Okay, how Maradona will kick a football? Okay, one big leg came and gave her one dam like that on her stomach. Oh my God! <laughs> it was a big leg which appeared from nowhere and gave her such a solid kick. She fainted over there on the spot. And after some time, after an hour or two, when these people returned, she got up and she was quite fine. So, if you wonder, you know, what is this? It's all fate. Beyond that, there is nothing. It's all fate only. <laughs> so she will always, she will always tell me this story. Later on, she went to meet Baba. Okay, that is a different story altogether. <laughs> so, opulence of wealth and gold that Ratanji enjoyed made him generous, a food to everyone. Okay, who had come to him. He would help the elevating the suffering of the meek and the poor. He always appeared to be cheerful. Thus, from the point of view of the world, Shedji was happy. But the joy of wealth is always a little used to him who has no son. One after the other, he had no less than 12 daughters. Oh my God! They will ban him from China. <laughs> 12 daughters. Well, capacity is very... He will wife ka. He then will be enjoyed even a moment's pleasure. How how then will he enjoy a moment's pleasure? How will the mind ever be at peace? Hari Kirtan without loving devotion to God, a song without rhythm or musical notes, a Brahmin without sacrificial thread. Where oh where is the beauty in all this? Proficient in all art, but without a discriminating knowledge of good exemplary conduct, but without kindness and compassion of the living being. Where indeed is the grace of such a one? Forehead bearing Gopi Chandan. Mark and the neck adorned by the Tulsi necklace, and if the tongue derides and mocks the saints, wherein lies the virtue, the sanctity. Pilgrimages without repentance, ornaments without necklaces, a household without a son, from where will they derive their beauty and joy? Uh, remind me about this Gopi Chandan and this neck, okay? I will tell you the story in the end, a beautiful story. Will Narayan bless me with at least one son? Such was his musing every day. His mind would not be rid of the worry. Due to this, Shedji was sad. He did not relish food or drink. Day and night he felt dejected, his mind always full of worry. Oh God, remove this one blemish from my happiness, on my happiness and make me free of the stigma. Give me but one son to continue my family line. Save my Oprah from the disgrace. He had great faith in Dasganu and it was him that Shedji related the heart's secret desire. Dasganu said, Go to Shirdi and the ardent wish of your heart will be fulfilled. Take Baba's darshan, make obeisance to the feet, and tell him in detail your secret wish. He will bless you. Go, you will prosper, for Baba's ways are inconceivable. Surrender to him wholeheartedly, and you will be happy. The idea appealed to Ratanji, and he made a firm resolve to go. Accordingly, after a few days had passed, Ratanji arrived at Shirdi. He went to the mosque for darshan and prostrated himself at Sai's feet. Love welled up in the heart as he looked at Maharaj, a mind of highest virtue. He opened up the basket of flowers and taking out a flower garden, pulled it round Baba's neck very lovingly. Then he offered at his feet a profusion of choice fruits. With great reverence, Ratanji sat down near Baba and in all humility. And now listen to the prayers to Baba. When people are in great trouble, they come to Baba's feet and he protects them immediately. This is what I have heard. Hence have I come all the way here to see you with an ardent wish which I shall respectfully relate to your feet. Please do not turn me away, O Maharaj. Could you just put on the light? Baba then said to him, And so, after all these days, you have come to me today? But then, give me first whatever darshana you wish to give. Only then will you get your satisfaction. Now, why is he saying all these days? Because why do you wait for 12 Okay. In India, nowadays, you are not allowed to see all that. Ultrasound, ultrasound is Baba ke baas to sida. Acha, aage acha, ladka chahiye, le le ra. Ladki chahiye, le le ra. Better than ultrasound, no? Whenever anyone came to take darshan and began worshipping his feet, he would first ask for dakshina. 
Hindu, Muslim or a Parsi. Okay, I, I, I need to put a big dabba over here. <laughs> and was it just a modest sum, a rupee or two, or an aggregate of five? Not at all. He will ask for hundred thousand lakh and a crore. If I please him, wow, wow, wow! He's given me a lot of inspiration. What next time I meet, I have to ask. <laughs> Offered once, he would say, "Bring more." And if told that the money was over, he would say, "Go and borrow it." <laughs> When it could not be borrowed from anywhere, only then would he stop asking for it. And he would say to a devotee, do not worry in the least. I will give you pots of money, sit quietly with me and give us, give up worry. <laughs> okay. In this world, everybody has someone or the other. But we have nobody here. Only Allah is for us here. What I want is one who will love me dearer than one's life. And as to such a one, I repay a hundredfold of what he gives me. He may well be a millionaire, but even he has ordered by Maharaj to borrow some dakshina and that from a poor man's house. Whenever a rich man or a poor, poor beggar, poor, weak and moneyless, Sai never differentiated between them, at once being less important and the other more. He, he used to always do this. He will tell a rich man, Tere paas kitna hai? Chal kya? And the poor fellow will have to give everything that he had and then Baba will say, now give me more money. And the fellow will not have anything. I mean, imagine he is a big shedji, rich fellow. And then he will say, go borrow from somewhere and get it. You know how difficult it is for rich people to borrow? Their ego comes in the way. I can't. How can I do this? How can I do this? How can? Okay, how can you do this? Get out. Take your money. Get out from here. Ticket cancelled tomorrow. <laughs> no, it is to test that person. It is not because he wanted him to feel like a beggar. But it is to test the person. Humility is most important. Understand this. So, thus whoever be, he might be, he would obey Baba's command respectfully and by shedding off his conceit, would go to the houses of poor people to beg for money for Baba's sake. <laughs> in short, under the pretext of asking for Dakshana, Baba was really teaching his devotee a lesson in humility. Got the answer? See, this is where he is telling. It's a lesson in humility. You need to be humble. You can't be saying, I am the richest man in the world. I can't beg. Sorry, you will have to go and beg. Take one karvanti, go and beg. Karvanti you know na? No. Okay, that uh, Katori na? Karvanti bolega to nariyal ka jo reta na? Bolega, get out, go there, beg for this. Okay. In, uh, in uh, olden times there used to be song, you know. Tumhe ek paisa doge to das laak dega garibo ki suno. And nowadays nobody sings these kind of songs, you know. Earlier, when there was a lot of poverty in India. Nowadays we have become a little bit affluent, okay? Little bit, not more. But that time everybody was poor. Everybody was poor. And uh, that uh, dosti and all these pictures were there in olden times. And everywhere in all these, you know, all these, tum ek paisa doge to das lakh dega. Or sab gaadi mein, bus mein, sab jagah pe, ye sab ho aisa leke hai na, ek haath mein harmonium aur dusre mein pa 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 karke, gaana gaate aar rahe wo log. So if I, so it used to be, I'll, we had by hearted the song. So, you know, our mother and grandmother will say, you know, when, suppose we have not done our studies. Tula te gaana yata na, <laughs> so this was very good, you know, they will always tell us, okay, you know the song, you know, now go, go out in the street and beg any which way you don't want to study, you don't want to become a big man, get lost from here. And <laughs> it always used to be like this. <laughs> and my mother was very good at it. She will always say like that. This is, this is, this kind of state was there. It is just to prove that you need to become humble. Hum humility is very important. If Sai is one fully satiated in all the desires, where is the need to ask for Dakshina? And how can he be called desireless who asks his devotee for money? He to whom a diamond and a flintstone, a copper coin or a gold one, both measure equal in value, why does he spread out his hands for money? He who goes for arms only to sustain himself and has taken a vow of austerity and renunciation to such a detached desireless state, why this expectation of Dakshina? Uh, this is a very strange thing, okay? It's a very long chapter, so we'll cut it into two. We'll do this page only and finish it, okay? So, what happens is, see, you will say, he is a fakir. 
वाई डज यू नीड दक्षिणा खाने को पीने को तो कुछ नहीं मांगता है ना इतना सर एक रोटी खाएगा बहुत हो गया कपड़ा भी नहीं डालता है फैंसी कपड़ा भी नहीं डालता है पैसा काय को मांगता है सो द फर्स्ट थिंग दैट कम्स टू द माइंड इज वाई डज ही नीड द मनी ही डजेंट नीड मनी ही इज अ रिच मैन ऑलरेडी यू नो इनाफ ऑफ इट इसी इफ यू यू टर्न हिम अपसाइड डाउन सम ट्वेंटी थर्टी क्वाइंस विल फॉल आउट ऑफ इज कफनी ओके वाई यू नीड मोर एवरीबडी यूज टू से दिस दोज नेवर बिलीव इन यू बट अंडरस्टैंड दिस दिस पीपल आर नॉट आफ्टर मनी वॉट ही डज इज देर इज समथिंग विच यू ओव यू ओव समथिंग and that is what has to be given to that person we do not understand we know what is it hey maine tere ko hai na paisa diya no it doesn't understand like that uh, there was one story which i was telling yesterday i don't remember whether you all were there or who was there but i said these words you know what when uh, when this person what is his name uh, tulsi tulsi you know tulsi got married to shanka chuda i said no but she was thinking that she was married to shankar chuda unfortunately what she's forgotten is she is already married to krishna in the goloka so is she doing the right thing or the wrong thing so is krishna who came and uh, was with her was he wrong or was shankar chuda wrong or who was wrong see only when you have the divine knowledge you will understand that tulsi was already the wife of krishna and she coming on this earth and getting married to shankar chuda was something which was not acceptable so he was not so when krishna comes and is is there with her for one day she curses him not realizing that she, she is his wife and shankar chuda is just a one person in the middle so whom is she doing right and whom is she doing wrong to We use our very tiny, you know, अपना आईज का इधर तक ही विजन रहता है नाक के आगे कुछ दिखता नहीं सो वी ऑलवेज थिंक वेरी स्मॉल वी थिंक ओह दिस इज माई लाइफ दिस इज हु आई एम दिस इज माई हजबेंड दिस इज माई वाइफ दिस इज माई दिस नो आई एम सॉरी यू डोंट इवन नो ऑल दैट सो दिस इज द रीजन वाई वी कैनॉट मेक जजमेंट ऑन एनी थिंग वाई दिस इज हैजमेंट So this is exactly why. Does a rich man owe big money? Is that why Sai is more as more from the rich? See, the rich man is already in a past life somewhere. He has been begging for richness, richness, richness. See, in this life, if I am a poor man, what will I go and beg from all the big bosses up there? Is there that extra paisa dena extra time next time? Is na mere ko is na Bill Gates bana dena. और यही हम लोग भीख मांगेंगे ना और दूसरा क्या मांग सकते हैं तो क्या है नेक्स्ट टाइम है ना भगवान बोलते हैं अच्छा चल तू बिल गेट्स नेक्स्ट टाइम तू नेक्स्ट टाइम का बिल गेट्स तू एंड सो यू बिकम दैट ओके नाउ यू हैव बिकम दैट जस्ट बिकॉज ऑफ योर कर्मा सो इमेजिन वारन रूपे बिल गेट्स अंबानी एंड ऑल दीज पीपल दे हैव बिकम वॉट दे आर रिच बिकॉज ऑफ देर पास्ट कर्मा ऑल राइट एंड नाउ बिकॉज ऑफ देर पास्ट कर्मा in this life they have become rich but it comes with so many do's and don'ts isn't it the richness doesn't come like that only it comes with so many you know riders now what do the saints do they ask them for money they ask them for things they take that additional karma which is remember i told you na prarabdha nobody can change but agami and sanchit can be removed so this sage is what they do to the rich people they will ask them for money give me money so what they do is they will remove their agami wipe it clean so only the prarabdha will be effective but if the person comes with that big nose in the air attitude and then sai baba asks him hey give me 1000 rupees and then he will say भिकारी को क्यों देने का एक रुपए में काम चला रखना जा 
Viramgam, you know? Have you heard of the state, place called Viramgam? Gam. Gam means what? Village. Hmm? The next village is your, is your destination. So, next life. Any Agami puts you to the next life. We are get this point. So, every station is your next station, sir. So, the problem is that these rich people should understand and should give. The reason is because their Agami is getting minused. But what they do, if they think that they are doing a great favor, then their Agami is becoming double. Ah, we used to play, as a child, we used to play one game called double o quits. You have heard of this game, double o quits? Oh, radio mein aata tha. Ah, tum gaana gaane ka ke kuch to bhi karne ka ho, phir ho, tumhara double hoega points. Agar double nahi, to quit bolne ka. Aisa karke. So, in logo ka jo hai, agami hai na, paisa deta nahi, kuch bhi deta nahi, to phir hai na, bala ye lene ka hai, te ek rupya le. Acha, thik hai, tera double o quits, double hoega tera. Quits नहीं होएगा। इधर चार्ज है quits करने का तो उधर double करने का चार्ज है। कौन सा चाहिए? So you have got a choice. So rich people have this choice. Poor people, let us let me give you an idea about poor people also. The poor people they don't have a choice. You will say ना, they don't have a choice. क्या है उनके पास? लेकिन एक बहुत अजीब चीज है। दानत ये वर्ड मैं हमेशा यूज़ करता हूँ कभी या पता नहीं तो आप लोगों आप लोगों ने सुना है कि नहीं दानत इज अ वर्ड दानत मींस कैपेसिटी टू गिव डू यू हैव दैट विलिंगनेस एंड द कैपेसिटी टू गिव एक पैसा है मतलब यू गॉट वन रुपी इन योर पॉकेट डू यू हैव द गट्स टू गिव दैट वन रुपी व्हाट डज अ मैन डू मेरे को कल के लिए चाहिए मैं रखता हूं ऐसा करके आदमी रहता है Guru Charitra, in the Guru Charitra there is a story in which the Guru is called by this devotee to his house. And when he comes to that house, his wife says, Ki, we don't have anything to eat. What you are calling your Guru? Don't call him at home. Ghar mein khane ke liye kuch nahi hai. Toh bolta hai, nahi nahi nahi, oh, wal papdi hai na. Okay, uh, beans, beans. Flat beans that are there. What do you call them? Avrekai. Avrekai, Avrekai. In Canada, we call Avrekai. That Avrekai is bhaag, latakta hua. Bola, usme ka hai na, beans nikal ke, uska sabji banana, uska amti banana, then amti bolega to curry. And put little rice and give it to him. He will be happy. So, these people, they give him that. When they give him that, the Guruji comes, his wife is looking at him like this. Salam, my house is coming, my house is coming. We don't have to eat food. Where do we come from? Petu, Petu, Salam. Oh, he eats the whole thing. He eats the whole thing. He says, okay, it's very good. Thank you very much. And while he is going out, he comes and he pulls out the plant and throws it on the ground. You know, those who have done little bit of this kitchen garden, if you remove Whale ko kya bolte? A creeper. If you remove a creeper from the ground, it dies immediately. You know that. You cannot replant a creeper once again. See, creeper's uh, roots are very, very soft, you know. The moment you remove it, it is finished, it is gone, it is dead. So, he removes that creeper and throws it out. The wife howls over there. What the hell is so she is wondering about that. So the devotee says to his wife, Why are you worried? He's my guru. He must be doing it for some reason. God knows what reason is. Let us go and plant it once again. So he takes one powder, a powder spade or something like that, starts digging and says, I will put it again over there. The moment he does that, tang, some noise comes. So you he, he digs further. And he finds a pot of gold over there. And this is, by the way, a true story. It's not a fake story. Okay? This has happened. So now, how does this happen? Understand? Faith. Whatever that little was there, he is given away. You think the Guru has come to eat your stuff, ah? Boss, he has come to do favor to you. On the contrary, you think he has come to eat from your... 
इज नेवर लाइक दैट सो दिस इज द रीजन वाई द दक्षिणाज आर इंपॉर्टेंट अंडरस्टैंड नाउ दक्षिणा क्या है अभी मैं इधर तक करके फिनिश करूंगा नवनी Having abandoned the pleasure of worldly life with contempt and turned away from heavenly bliss, equally with scornful indifference, why should such a detached sadhu, who knows where the good lies, require money at all? Those saints, sadhus, righteous souls who have reached perfection and whose life is dedicated to the wealth of their devotees, why should they acquire wealth? Require wealth? Why should the sadhu require dakshina? Their mind should be really free from all desires. They become fakirs. but cannot withstand temptations and are in pursuit of money all the time for the first darshan he accepts darshana for the second darshan darshan he again asks for dakshina and at the time of leave taking he again says bring dakshina matlab next time bhi aayega tabhi leke aana kya <laughs> why this dakshina at every step in the ritual worship water is first given for devotional sipping from the palm of the hand after a meal water is then offered in washing hands and the mouth then perfume is applied to the hand and betel leaf pan is offered after all this is over dakshana is given in the end always when we perform certain kind of rituals like this no we call somebody or we do some puja or do something ceremonies and all we should always give a little dakshana it may be 1 rupee it may be 10 rupees it may be anything but you have to give we always say 11 rupya deo 51 rupya deo 21 rupya deo So this is nothing but we are giving an offering just for. But the order followed by Baba was most unusual, as the sandalwood paste was being applied or he was being adorned with consecrated rice. He would ex- expect dakshina to be offered to him at once. बोला टीका भी लगाएगा तो दक्षिणा. बोला यहाँ टीका लगा और तेरे पॉकेट में भी टीका लगा दिया. You know what टीका लगाना means, you know? टीका लगाना मतलब तुम्हारा पैसा लेके चाना. <laughs> so this is what it is so we will stop over here